If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Ooh, hold up. Smell test. Go ahead. Sniff those pits. Now, your bits. Feet, toes, come on. Could be fresher, right? It's all good. Old Spice Total Body Deodorant Spray is gentle enough to use all over your body, giving you 24-7 lasting freshness with daily use, from pits to toes and down below. So every smell test gets a <sighs> shop for Old Spice Total Body Deodorant. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, Jeff Cameron Show. Happy Monday, one and all. Appreciate you joining us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom, Director Matthew in the house as well. For those of you listening on 93.3, hope you're having a good day. Driving about, perhaps. Anybody listen to the radio at work anymore? Like, are you tuned in to me on the radio at your office? Maybe a bygone era, Tommy. Folks dialing it up. The transistor. Uh, plenty of you watching on Warchant TV. Thank you. And if you're driving about delivering packages and you're listening to the Jeff Cameron Show, good on you, sir. Good on you, ma'am. We greatly appreciate that. I'm to the age now where a couple things are true. I have to stretch more than I'd like. And I love getting packages in the mail. Soon I'll be talking about birds and the weather. Buddy, you know what? I would love anybody who wants to, and I'm talking to my friends, like, behind off the air not not to the masses i'm not asking for free things because mm-hmm. it's an fcc violation it is not in a cardboard box i've seen enough cardboard boxes for the next two to three years of my life no more no more get the amount the, of cardboard get them in the packages move. tommy get them in the packages where you just rip them on open and a lot of times yeah. these days businesses are smart they'll throw in a little sticker for you yep there you go throw yes if sticker. they if, if it's in those little amazon packages mm-hmm. that are that they're bubble wrapped yeah that's okay with a cardboard, man. Too many and, boxes. And a, dude, we could fill up this room that I'm in right now, and it's a 10 by 12 room. We could just fill it up with cardboard boxes. It's it's ridiculous. 
ridiculous. Get it out of there, Tom. Get it out of there. It's going to only anger you. That clutter will ruin your life, sir. Well, there was a second wave of it. We had it done, and then there's a second wave of it. You know, it's a little piece of furniture there. It's a secondary Tallahassee mm-hmm. things here. Mm-hmm. Sir. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do. I love going out to the mailbox, and I'm like, man, look at this. Look at this. I got me a new shirt that I forgot I even ordered. Or some socks. Or what is this? I forgot I got this, too. Why did I get this? Yeah, it's hilarious. I love that when it happens. It's like it just makes my week when I get something in the mail. I forgot I ordered this Tampa Bay Buccaneers shirt a while back, and it arrived. It was delayed, and they had sent me an email and said, your order, it'll be there. It's delayed. Sorry about that. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't need it right now. I'm not dying for this Bucs shirt right now. I've got plenty of Bucks gear, plenty of Florida State gear, plenty of stuff. Plenty of Florida State gear, thanks to our friends at Garnet and Gold. Uh, anyhow, I, I so I forgot about it. And then over the weekend, Tom, it came. It was like three weeks after it was supposed to get there, so I wasn't expecting it. I moseyed on out there on Saturday and went, oh, look what we have here. Very exciting. Very exciting. I'll wear it this week. I know you guys are all very curious uh, uh, about it. Hey, here's something else that's good news, filled with good news today. Uh, we're less than two weeks away from pitchers and catchers, kids. Pitchers and catchers are reporting. For those of you of a certain age, certainly you appreciate baseball, but obviously also those of a certain IQ. If if you are upper echelon like myself, Tom Lang, Director Matthew, then you get where I'm coming from. The great game of baseball is nearly upon us, and pitchers and catchers report. And Just picture those. Hey, quick question for the audience. For the listeners of this show, you can email me or on in the chat here. And then, Tom, certainly you're free to respond because I know you have had both at various points. I think I have to get rid of Hulu, right? Like, I'm about done with Hulu. I have to get YouTube TV, don't I? Because I don't have MLB channel, and this isn't going to work for me. It's it's Now, I'll get the baseball package either way. But I want to watch my – is Hulu better than YouTube TV or is YouTube TV better than Hulu? Just answer the question. You're asking me. I'm asking I, you I, right now. I never had Hulu Live Sports. I never, I never needed to deviate off of YouTube TV for the quality. YouTube TV is great. However, YouTube TV does not have MLB Network, well, then so I guess this is not screw the, them. Sling is the place that you would want to turn. I don't like Sling. I, I don't feel like Sling's worth a damn. It is good enough for the extra channels that you need. I typically add it. Uh, for the for the hockey playoffs, because typically NHL Network and, and MLB Network come together. But as we discussed before, we've come 360 degrees. The cheapest manner by which for me to get all channels was to just bundle it with my internet provider with Verizon, you know, a cable company. That was the easiest way up here, and it really isn't close because the RSNs for New York sports are very expensive if, you, if you're trying one-offs. Yeah. So it was only, I think it's like 205 with taxes to get it all, everything. And I've got every channel in the world, plus uh, the internet that I need to do the job. Not uh, stumping for Verizon, it sounds like it, but if you want to do it the right way and get all the channels that you need, you're spending $250, $300 a month. That is the problem, man. And as a sports talk show host and lover of sports in general, I'm not going to miss things. I'm not going to miss things. I need to be – that's why I had Hulu with live sports. I wanted to make sure I got everything. I'm telling you, we've gone down this road before, and I'm coming at this from a sports talk radio standpoint. So this is, like, viable for those of you listening. I mean, this is like – you guys can weigh in on this. Let me know. Uh, uh, Listen, I know I can get – Disney packaged with Amazon packaged with whatever. I, I've already done that. 
I'm talking for sports reasons. What's the best of the uh, of the bundles? What's the best? It, YouTube TV, discernibly better? Is it appreciably better to have Hulu with live sports? Is it better to have some other service? I don't know the answer to that, and I seem to get different answers from different people. I don't think there seems to be a consensus on this right now. I'm a little perturbed by that. I can't get anybody to say, no, no, definitively, Jeff, here, here's the answer, and here's why. Uh, agreed, because again, if, if you're trying to get all these things with HD and then your local channels as well, like there's just there's not a one there's not a catch-all that's not a cable company. It just isn't. Like so, I would add on Sling at a lower level to go get MLB and the uh, they got the Strike Zone on the weekends too, which is fun Friday night Strike Zone, and then the NHL Network. But then they don't have Golf Channel, so you have to keep the YouTube TV to have Golf Channel. Like it just they they spread it out very nicely. It's almost like they're in cahoots. I'm telling you right now, we believed the lie. We were sure that cutting the cable was the way to go. Cutting the cord, I don't think it is. I think in retrospect, I'm not saving any money. I'm not doing any better than I was. Well, the key is, and man, this we are getting older, aren't we? This is a segment we wouldn't have done 15 years ago, is no, it? But no, but if I were 21, I'd care about this segment. I want to know what the hell to have. Yeah. The thing was that fiber wasn't available with the cable companies. And to me, Internet is very important because that is the means by which that's my assembly line. That's the assembly line for my job. So fiber matters. But now you can do it all with fiber, at least up here. Metronet, I don't think they might give you direct TV stream, which I don't know how good that is or not. I've got no idea how good direct TV stream is. I well, so I use Metronet and I use I have fiber, obviously, and I have Metronet. So I use them for everything. I use it for my internet, I use it for my Hulu, I use it for my Amazon for everything. And I don't have any problems with it. It streams, everything's fine. I get my local channels, I get it, I get the HBO, I get all the things that I need, and I have not had a problem. But I'm not saving any money and they don't have MLB. Which drives me nuts. And I was thinking about that today because I was thinking about the return of baseball. I was thinking about the return of Florida State baseball. I was also thinking about Warchant.com, and here's why. I went and read Irish Chaffel's piece on uh, the names change, but expectations remain sky high for FSU in the Norvell offense. And you know, I didn't realize that uh, he quoted you and me in here, buddy. We did our W's and L's segment, and he wrote about it. And then obviously, there's a nice link to the video. And we, we really we dove into this version of W's and L's, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But for some reason, going back and reading that piece, I, gotta, I think he nailed the crux of this is exactly what I was thinking about why I told you that my expectations felt and seemed perhaps unreasonable, but the more that I listed the players, either that were retained, and always a shout-out to the battle's end, uh, or that were brought in by Mike Norvell and staff. And I coupled, I married that with like the experience at key positions, including quarterback, with DJU being what he is, having played so much football, like you're not going to lose because of him. He may not go win you games, but you're not going to lose because of him. And you have weapons, and we think the line's going to be better. And then retaining Daryl Jackson, Josh Farmer, Patrick Payton, amongst others, like how could you not be – very, very optimistic for Florida State. I just don't know how you couldn't be. Like, even if I were to try to play the role of the devil's advocate and, and, and point to the percentage of starts lost and the reps lost, snaps lost from last year's team, which usually equates to some sort of step back and, you know, you, you it's early, it's hard to know what you're going to get. But when I look at the schedule – 
I think you're afforded opportunities here to win games before you have to play that Clemson game and kind of get some things figured out. And they have good players. I just don't know how you wouldn't be very, very optimistic about the upcoming season. So, yeah, maybe it's a little heady to come out here and say 12-0 as I did last week when we did W's and L's. But I don't, it's, you know, even if I come back around and say 11, at no point am I going to go below 10-2. and two. Right, which would be Charlotte. You know, like the expectation would be that we got a place to go and things to do the first weekend of December this upcoming year because Charlotte is going to be on the docket. Now, a month ago, would you have said, you know, that Charlotte feels like something you should just book and be done with right now? Maybe not. Probably not. But as we sit here today, and there was another announcement, Hakeem Williams. Yeah, which I know in, the, in the chat, every day people are like, what the hell's the deal with Hakeem? Where's the Hakeem announcement? It happened. That happened. Battles end. Did the job. Hakeem in the fold. Good to go. It feels like, yeah, Charlotte is uh, more probable than not and by a pretty big margin at this point, right? Because they're going to be able to set the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. They are. I do want to point out, Tom, look at your screen here. I think Toby got this right. That's correct, Toby. I did pull his Noel card. Not nearly as confident as I am. You remember that when it comes time at the end of the year to give credit. Where credits no, that's too. Fine. That's fine. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I sacrifice for you mm. because you sacrifice for these viewers and all these the time. Podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. Just I'm I'm inspired by that at times, <laughs> and and I feel in this case perhaps I t- you know what you've done so much lifting, you got Popeye forearms. You've done so much lifting of these yeah. these burdens. It's my turn. One one loss. One loss for the Knowles. Sorry. Here's the card. It's an egregious decision on your part uh, to have that game be Notre Dame. I mean, in that dump of a town, we're going to fly all the way to Chicago, have a great time, build up enthusiasm and joy amongst each other, drive over there to that dump of a city that is South Bend, walk into that ancient-ass stadium, it's hard, concrete, nasty seats, and then sit there and go, what's this? What kind of performance is this? This is Tom Lang's fault. And that's the just so you're ready. I want you to be ready to handle that. Well, you know what? It's the Catholic roots. I mean, look, I'm even wearing kind of a Notre Dame color today. I, I, I must be just, you that's know, what it is. It's, it's, it's the northern thing. I'm, I'm secretly I'm pulling for Notre Dame. Maybe maybe it's just that Florida State went undefeated in the ACC again in my in my world. And they said, eh, win or lose. And, and they there's a lesson to be learned. The cinematic recap on Monday is Mike saying, guys. I understand. We have now been undefeated two years in a row in this conference. We are going to Charlotte, but we need to be better yeah. in these situations. Yeah. We and can't overlook I, people like this. Mark my words for this next weekend's game. Of course we will. And the Florida game, we will be better. Mark my words. And that'll be the cinematic video, and everybody will be fired up about that. Good job from Noel Dad. He wants to know more days until Tom gets his Noel card back or Tallahassee area Zaxby's. Uh, I was checking this morning, as I do every day on my way into the station, to be sure I have the correct number uh, of Zaxby's in the area for people to access. For example, tonight my son has a basketball game. may have to swing through Zaxby's on the run. You don't have to sacrifice delicious food, you know, delicious tastes for, uh, you know, an urgency. You can just, you can get great food on the go with Zaxby's. Proud area, Golden Chief Booster over 19 years it's it's incredible not bad for 72 zaxby's
here in Tallahassee. 72 Zaxby's. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Good stuff. So if it takes me just one day longer than the 72, maybe uh, maybe your Pirates are already off to about an 8-2 start. Hey, 10-2 hey, start in the MLB season can, when I get my card back. We can dare to dream. I will be on my way down to South Florida at the start of the season where Pittsburgh, the Pirates, that is, take on the Marlins in a four-game set to start the year, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We get it on down there, and that means, as you correctly pointed out off the air when we were talking baseball earlier, that uh, I don't get stuck with that dreadful opening day, then have to sit a day and watch everybody else play, and then come back and play. I hate that. It's weird how much I hate it. It's irrational how much I hate it. It feels like it's an affront, like they're making fun of you. Like, they think they're antagonizing you to do that. Like, hey, everybody, baseball's back. Here's your team. Oh, didn't that feel good to watch that? You can't watch it tomorrow. Suck it. You're like, what? What? What, what is this? What is this nonsense? But I don't have to worry about it. It's here we go. Boom. Thursday, Which Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Also reminds me, because we discussed this off the air, and we want to do a little get-together when I come back down. For baseball season, because we might not have the opening day festivity itself at Corner Pocket, but we want to do a baseball watch in the afternoon, maybe one of those, you know, random Wednesdays where all the games are at one o'clock or three o'clock. We want to do one of those when I come back, but I'm going to use the the microphone the way that you often do when you're asking for advice on televisions mm-hmm. or anything else. Yeah. Anybody over at FSU want to let us know off the record, we won't report it. When the first day of padded practices, T. Lizzie's got to get his flight in order, man. I've got dates set, but I need to know. I need to know when that first day of padded practice is. So just off the record, if you're listening over there, hit your boy up. You want me to text Mike? You want me to text Mike right now and say, hey, coach, real quick, we're trying to get organized over at War Chant. Tom needs to know. He uh, needs to know what days he's going to be in the in the Sky Lounge. Yeah. And he, can we- yeah he needs to <laughs> yes, we need to watch all, all the padded practices. So get back to me as quickly as you can. In fact, if you're driving down the road listening right now, Coach, as you often do, feel free to text me during the break, and I'll let Tom know off the air uh, when it is that you guys are going to be suiting up for the padded practices, which I am actually very, very excited to cover, watch, and celebrate when it comes around because, again, Florida State's interesting again. Year-round. It's beautiful. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Don't worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. 
Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. <laughs> It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. You know what I was looking at during the break? Because some of you asked a question. I was reading an article about sleepers for Omaha. That's right. A little college baseball in there. Uh, and uh, proceeding to go through the uh, previews of these teams and Got me thinking about Florida State baseball with uh, more to come. We're set here in early feb- uh, February, I should say, to interview Link. So you guys will get to hear me talk to uh, Link Jared. We got that confirmed, right? All set there. Yes. It will, uh, middle of next week is when we'll talk to Link. And then that will be a little bit more about the offseason. And it will be followed up with the usual opening day chat, which will come about 10 days later, in which he runs down the lineup his thoughts on positions. I'll be very fascinated to hear both of these talks because, you know, he's got a philosophy how he likes players to be specialized and they've got a role and that's what their role is going to be when they arrive on campus. And that's what they graduate up the ranks to be all of the turnover on the roster. It's and recapping year one, he he'll be more honest in recapping a year now that it's over than he would on the ground. You know, if you lost two out of three in a given weekend, because you got to try and fight through and fight past. I'll be interested to hear when you talk to him, how he reacts and, and uh, puts a book on, puts a bookmark in uh, that part of his of his career for Florida State. By the way, I bought a new bookmark over the weekend. Just thought I'd let you know. I, I bought a new. It just, it's rare that you do. It's rare that you do it, but I bought a new one. What do you favor? Do you like the metallic bookmarks? Do you like felt bookmarks? Uh, metallic is the way to go, buddy. Yeah, that's right. It's the only way. It's the correct answer. Uh, and so I bought one over the weekend. A new one. Love it pierced joe poznanski's newest book why we love baseball it's sitting on my coffee table right now i'm on page 22 began reading it early this morning over a cup of joe you're gonna be able to quote it like matt damon and uh you know page 47 right yeah Yeah. (laughs) i think the most important thing to happen the last 15 years in major league baseball is that they outlaw the shift right page 47 right yeah yeah yeah. no 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 i will uh you have any original thoughts of your own on that you're gonna plagiarize the whole thing uh, yeah, no, no, that's fine. I it, no, so it's uh, yeah, I'm gonna read it and I can't wait. And it's gonna be fun. But the point is, uh, baseball's on the mind. But I do want to point out something here, and this will be brief. You are spot on. Um, last year was a disaster, and it will be interesting to hear what Link has to say about this baseball team because I think they're gonna offensively. I think they're gonna be good. I think with what they've added and what they have coming back, I think they're gonna be good offensively. I don't know if they can pitch, and I want to. It's asking a lot for some young guys to have to be aces and to do that sort of thing here. So it'll be an interesting conversation. But think about how maddening it was for a guy who really believes that you are a second baseman, you are a third baseman, you are a left fielder, and you come here ready-made in the sense that you do that well. I don't want to have to worry about you. I don't, I don't want to have to find a spot for you this is what you are. So I tell my recruiters, this is what I want. 
this is what you have to go see. This is all of that. You need to make sure that this is, um, you know, what you're bringing to me. And he didn't have any of that last year. He had a bunch of hybrid dudes that he's trying to, you know, it, it had to have been just absolutely maddening. Frustrating to no end. And it's what you get. It's 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 tough when you take over a program and, and that's and if, if that's not what you want and then you have to kind of wear it, I can't, you know, and have to bite your lip, bite your tongue. That had to have been tough. So it'll be, I think, a better year for him and an easier one, and I'm looking forward to talking to him next week. Should be a lot of fun. And I look forward to that for the reasons that it's fun to go over there as spring hits and have expectations that you're not going to be terrible. I don't know. I I didn't know what that was like. It was terrible. That was hard to to, to take in. I'm going to tell you, it's going to hit me different this year from being up here. And even if it's a cold day at Hauser on Mike Martin Field, I'm going to be like, oh. That looks glorious. That looks gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, very quickly, I would also point to, um, as far as what we get tonight with the smash and then what you get later this week, I, I just because I don't talk a ton about uh, recruiting, especially not classes of 2025, I know that things happened over the weekend and that people were in town and that there were players here and that they were viewed. And, you know, if you like talking about guys that are going to be playing football, perhaps for Florida State two and three years from now, you can get that information from our own Michael Langston and Matt Lasser, and they do a great job. And we'll have that tonight in the final 15, 20 minutes of the smash where we did it last week for the junior days. It's basically a wrap, a Q&A of what's going on. You can find Michael's thoughts initially. Uh, I was on Wake Up this morning. But tonight, for the last 20 minutes, if you want to ask questions, because there's there's another big Junior Day weekend. Yes, there is. Coming up this weekend. Uh, the most important thing I saw was Solomon Thomas and what he looks like as a rising senior, the offensive lineman who is committed to Florida State. Dear God, that is an athlete playing offensive line. It's not a big guy who needs to get, you know, bulked up. It's the other way around. That Hopefully we have what it takes to get a yes from him in December. I just think the hardest thing in the world, and we have talked about this many times over in this era, and I don't know if it'll get fixed, and maybe I'll have to adapt, but in this era, you got to figure out um, how excited you can get about a player that's going to be here two years from now. You know, that's the hardest thing, just because of, of, of the era we live in. I believe he's on now. There he is. Irashifel, Warchant.com, joins us as he's wont to do. How are you, good sir? I don't know, about two years from now. I mean, class 25, Jeff is uh, those guys. A lot of those guys will be in school a year from now by by this point, so they won't be on the field for a, a year and a half. Yeah, I'm greedy. I'm I'm greedy, Ira. I just care about the dudes that are gonna be on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, buddy. I hear you. Uh, no, no, no. I it's important. You know what I do? Do all jokes aside. And by the way, Michael and Matt do a great job of that. And whenever we delve into it, I want to make sure I direct the spotlight onto those two that are working really hard and, and giving us the information. And so it's important to note the last twenty minutes there on Smash tonight. If folks can do that. Uh, I do pay attention to how well are we uh, succeeding and getting the attention of these players that are of the elite status. It matters, and you can really gauge like the programs trending in what direction based on who visits who's here and who doesn't come here and it was only a few short years ago where they couldn't get people here and now they do all the time and that's that's really really reflective of the job that mike has done and where this program's at yeah and i mean this past weekend wasn't even one of the biggest the biggest one i mean i think the first one and the third one are are seen as the bigger ones this middle one was kind of a little less um 
deep in terms of overall talent. But even in that group, you had two receivers visited from out. Uh, they were both uh, among the top 100 players in the country. A defensive lineman come down from Baltimore is one of the top handful of defensive linemen in the country. Um, so, yeah, they're getting a, a different level of uh, player. And then we just uh, – I think we're slotting a story on the website right now. Uh, the number two receiver in the 2025 class, the guy named Caleb, Caleb Cunningham, just announced his top schools and Florida State's one of them. So, yeah, you're – you may not get them all, we know that, but but you're at least in the running with some of these elite players. Yeah, and there was also a linebacker here, uh, the the Walker kid, right, uh, was yep. here, and I got very excited by that. People wonder if, if anything moves me in that realm. Yes, that was great. That's a five-star kid, buddy. <laughs> anything, when you talk about uh, something moving you, uh, you know, I just get a little nervous. <laughs> that's, that's good news, especially when we're talking about 18 to 20-year-old young man. Oh, believe me, I frown upon that, and and, and I see that uh, reaction on the recruiting board sometimes, a little over the top. I'm just talking about emotionally. I'm just talking about emotionally being charged up, fired up, excited about potential. That's all. It's the proper usage of uh, move, move me, move me. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Uh, by the way, uh, I saw and I appreciated the piece you did that the names change, expectations remain sky high for FSU, Norvell offense. You cited the W's and L's that uh, Tom and I did and uh, at the start of your story there. But when I read the story, not only was it good, I got excited all over again. When you wrote the story and you wrote the names of those that have been added to the list and or those that have returned and the potential of players like Avendravius Jacobs and Hakeem Williams and Destin Hill and the uh, – the presence of, uh, of veteran players like uh, Keziah Holmes and Kintron Portier and others, and then you know you went through position by position. Did you get excited? Because I do when I do, when I read it, when I think back on it, I get excited again. Yeah, you know it's funny, man. Like uh, I when I started writing the piece, I was really the impetus of the piece was as I was putting up content over the last two or three weeks, and anytime I put up a story about the offense in 2024, and I just like was trying to decide who to use a picture of. It's impossible because nobody on this offense is going to play, play a key role this fall really has been here before. Right. Uh, you know, you, you know, in years past, like going into last season, you know, obviously you had so many stars to pick from Jordan Travis and Trey Benson and Johnny Wilson. And, and you just, there were, and then you go, then you get down to the Lawrence Tofili's and some of those guys. Well, now it's Lawrence Tofili, Ja'Kai Douglas, and, and maybe Kyle Morlock are the only three guys that have really done a lot. Um, on the college level now, but so going into it, that was, you know, kind of, I guess, concern is just, there is so much we don't know about this offense yet, but then to your point, yeah, once you start going through them and you think about, uh, how this staff has evaluated in the past and you look at the, the potential of these guys, you know, the Jalen Brown from LSU and uh, Malik Benson from Alabama and all these guys who there's a reason to be excited about them. And, and I think the, the message, you know, I was trying to get to is they don't have to hit home runs on all of those guys, but they've got a lot of options and I'm sure they're going to hit on some of them. And with DJ a quarterback, I feel like this offense should be really good. Again. Yeah. And I, I was talking about this with a buddy of mine the other day. I was saying, look, man, when you, when you get a guy who maybe hasn't played a lot at a previous stop, so it could be anybody, right? Oh, this guy didn't play a lot or he was a backup and, and that's why he transferred. It's just different. When you say that is a kid that's coming over from, you just mentioned Jalen Brown, that's coming over from LSU or coming over from Alabama, Malik Benson, or coming over from, you know, Roydell Williams. Like, you know, a running back. Like you tell me we got a running back that Nick Saban approved. By the way, Nick Saban, 
checked every box. That's what he did. You were not allowed to recruit a kid until he signed off on You could recruit him, but he signed off on the kids that were brought to him. So you're telling me, Nick, and, and listen, I think he's the greatest college coach of all time. If you tell me that Nick Saban saw uh, Roydell Williams and said, yeah, I want him here at Alabama, think of the track record of running backs they've had. That's got to mean, and then you marry that with a Cam Davis, who I'm very excited about as a freshman, and I think will get on the field his freshman season. And then you look at the other players that we're talking about, like Terrence Ferguson on the offensive line. Well, I mean, again, signed off on by Nick Saban at Alabama. Their offensive lines haven't sucked over the years. There's just reason to get excited, and it makes sense. It's, It's plausible that they're going to be good. Yeah, it's just what's weird about it, um, I think, you know, when you look at a big picture is, you know, two years ago it was very much the same situation. You know, you didn't know Johnny Benson, or excuse me, Johnny Wilson yeah. had not done much at Arizona State. Uh, Trey Benson had not done much at Oregon. Um, so you couldn't get super excited about them, but you also didn't need them to be superstars because they weren't replacing superstars. Right. You know, like they, they, the team at that point in time was just trying to get to respectable. Well, What's a little different here is you do need some of these guys to become superstars if you're going to become a 10-win team again. Um, so I think Johnny and Trey exceeded expectations, um, but the expectations weren't all that high. Now the expectations are, for all of these guys, going to be very high because the, the standard of Florida State has changed from what it was two years ago. And that's why also I think you may want to – like some of these guys, it may take a, a, a quick uh, a, you know adjustment period, right? Maybe spring – you don't see what you need to see, and then by fall you're like, ah, there it is. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, it's different for everybody. But there's no reason, based on what we saw for a year, what we saw in practice when they were able to practice and when they got opportunities, they seized them. Like there, There's no way you're not excited, you and me, for example. How could you not be excited about what Hakeem Williams is going to be? Yeah. Um, you know, I've said it till I'm blue in the face, and I don't want to keep dwelling on it because he's a kid and maybe, maybe it'll all you know snap into place for him. But there's nobody doubting Vendravius Jacobs' ability. No, I mean, none of us who watch football, all of us watched that kid and got excited. Uh, there are more components to this thing, but like, just from an ability standpoint, how could you not be really excited about the leap you think he'll take? Or Destin Hill, right? And these are all guys. And you have a portier who comes back. And so you have other guys that can kind of pick up the slack as the other guys adjust. Yeah, and I'd love to see. I mean, man, it would be gravy, I think, at this point, if Darion Williamson or, like you said, portier – you know, Portier, I think, was definitely on the cusp of becoming that guy, but then he got hurt. Darion mm-hmm. uh, Williamson's a guy who has been in and out of the lineup. What disappointed me a little bit was when he did get some opportunities this past season, he really didn't cash in on them. And, and you know, I'm, I'm encouraged by the fact that they're keeping him here. He's not trying to find a new home. So they must really believe that it's in there, but, man, time's running out. Um, so you've got kind of a combination. You have these young, really talented guys that uh, – you know, now you just want to see them put it together and be guys that can be counted upon. Again, you go back to that pit game when you don't have your top wide receivers. Well, who's going to step up? And so now a lot of those guys have to really step up, and you don't have the, the luxury of, of knowing you're going to have those older guys around. Um, but also it would be a huge bonus if a few of those veterans who just haven't done it yet consistently turn the corner. And that can happen. I mean, we've seen players before be on a roster for two or three years or even four years before it finally really clicked, and uh, that's going to need to happen probably as well. You are the 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 godfather, the patient one, and so <laughs> I know you know that sometimes it takes three and four years, Ira. So maybe maybe we get that, but I do think 
it is. I don't think it's unreasonable. I think you asked the question, if I remember in the piece. It's not unreasonable to think that Roydell Williams could be really, really good. I don't know if he's Trey Benson good, but we didn't know Trey Benson was going to be any good. He was coming off a horrific injury when he got to Tallahassee. And, and, and I don't think it's unreasonable to think that uh, Malik Benson could be very good at wide receiver, right? I don't, I, it doesn't seem unreasonable to me, just given what the, the clay is that we're molding. Especially running back in this system. I mean, if you think back to since the staff has been here, yeah. uh, you look at LaDamian Webb, uh, you know, Trayshawn Ward. Uh, Everybody's produced at running back yeah. here. Yeah, there's nobody, yeah, there's nobody that's come in and just averaged three and a half yards of carry. For, for a year and played a lot. So it wouldn't shock me at all if a guy like Roydell comes in and goes, his average goes to six yards of carry and he's, you know, put up 900 or 1,000 yards. I, I don't think just because he he ran for 600 yards last year at Alabama that that's the ceiling. A guy like them, he, I mean, legitimately in this offense, uh, he may run for 1,000 or more. Always appreciate it, brother. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Jeff. See you, man. Yep, take care. That's Irish Felt, Warchant.com, the smash later tonight. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. Hey, Seminoles, we all know how important it is to score in the red zone, but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone? Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. They're making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy. The Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Going back through, let's see here. Yeah, I definitely, I, I, I am excited that uh, as I look ahead here at the draft um, and I'm thinking about Florida State players, Tom, we, we briefly glossed over this. I just pulled up four different mocks to try to get a sense of where Keon Coleman is amongst receivers and, you know, the projections of a Keon Coleman. But more more than that, um, you can you can see where even if he I mean he goes late first is what a lot of people seem to think. Best I've seen him projected is somewhere in sixteenth. I think is the highest I saw. Maybe fourteenth. 
depending on where you think he belongs in that list of receivers, some have him as the third best receiver available. Some have him as the fourth best receiver available. Uh, He'll go in the first round. Now, from there, you've got the potential of, you know, nine more draft picks at least for Florida State. And that infusion of uh, Florida State draft picks makes for an exciting draft night when we get together to watch that. But also, I love being able to flip around the league and see Florida State players shine. And moreover, it has a direct impact on recruiting. It does. Of course it does. And, you know, what you're seeing here with a player like Jarion, which is who we touched on earlier, is a comprehensive pitch that you can make to a young defensive Mm -hmm. back specifically. I know we want to be able to do this every position, but I'm just sticking here for now that you can say, sure, young man, I can work with a four star or five star like yourself and I could turn them into a, a very wealthy person. But I came in here as Patrick Sertan, Coach Sertan, and in one year I saw that that young man who struggled some would play better in the slot. I found him a home. I developed him. I got him paid. Now imagine what I can do with you. And he already has the connections, does Coach Sertan, to South Florida. So, you know, you've got now this this whole thing. You've got the roots. You've got the trust specifically at Heritage, but in the community of, of South Florida that you're going to see a lot of bet, uh, good kids come here visit. And then you're going to see the development track. He says, I can work with a kid that I didn't even recruit, and I can make him better. Imagine what I can do with you in three years. I just, You're right. It does fortify recruiting. And the other fun part of it is when we get to switch hats from Florida State fan and enthusiast for the program and recruiting to NFL fan is you're going to see a lot of these guys go to you know teams that we know pretty well in the NFC where they've got gaps in a position. One specific area that Keon Coleman could put maybe a franchise over the top or put them in a position where he's a strong number two and they've got a veteran number one and they were on the cusp of a playoff berth or a division title and he pushes them to a different level or where Jared Verse is really going to fit. And sometimes we see guys get drafted and we say that doesn't make any sense at all. Like Bjorn Werner when the Colts took him yeah, and they were a 3-4. It didn't make any sense, yeah. Made no sense whatsoever. These storylines have been scant. We're like, hey, did he ever get drafted in the sixth round? No, he's a UDFA. Son of a, like, that's our weekend for most most years, the last five or six years. So I saw a draft projection uh, this morning, I think it was, uh, for Johnny Wilson uh, to go to the San Francisco 49ers in round two. I was kind of, I, I was pleased. But there is debate in the NFL community as to whether or not Johnny Wilson is going to be asked to play tight end, to put on weight and play tight end instead of playing wide receiver. You know, if you think about it, he's a fast tight end. He's a slowish wide receiver in the league. He gets by by being six foot seven, obviously, and matching up uh, is, is, is a nightmare. He is kind of a tween guy, like a tweener. He is a big dude who could put on weight. If you got him up to around, I don't know what he weighs right now, but if you got Johnny Wilson up there around 260, he could be, I would think, a guy that carries that and runs well at tight end. I think it just it matters about can he bend when it comes to blocking? Can he be in line? That's mm-hmm. a very, very different assignment. I remember when he came here, he remarked, this was early on in his career, yeah. where Coach Norvell said he didn't believe I'm a tight end. He thinks I'm a wide receiver. The, the one thing is I hope he gets a shot at wide receiver because I do believe that his first move off the line of scrimmage is good enough to make it work without the top end speed at the NFL level. And the perimeter blocking is so valuable as well. The fact that he loves to block, 
uh, obviously will play very well in the film room for coaches, GMs alike. That's something he's got going for him to go along with that six foot seven frame. Um, he'll be hurt by the fact that he dropped way too many passes when he was here, and that's always something that's going to follow him. People are going to point to the drops. Uh, I just I wonder if it helps him that maybe somebody can see him at two different positions. You know, perhaps that that is something where you're like, okay, well, you know, maybe we want to make him a tight end, but he has receiver skills to an extent, and they, I don't know, they look at him as a long-term thing where he's going to be around and be given the opportunity to kind of transform, or does he have to be this thing and only this thing? I don't know what he wants either. I think he wants to be a wide if it, if it's the same as it was when he transferred here, he wants to be a wide receiver, but we'll see. He's also a very much a team player. I'm very, I'm fascinated just to see what these two guys run in their 40s. And I, I'm sure they're going to do it at the combine. A lot of year, a lot of guys over the years have decided only to do pro day stuff. I think they're going to run at the combine. And Keon could do well to put up a good time to remind people that his first five, six games of film is who he is and well, not the banged up version of him. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know Every, everybody knows when you're injured, they get that. But just it's a nice reminder to show some top end. And I really want to know what the hell Johnny runs. I just want to know how fast he is or he isn't, because I think he's quick for his size. But what does that translate to in terms of a 40 time when you're trying to comp with a lot of the tall receivers that have come out the last 10 years? Where does he fall in terms of straight ahead speed? I'm sure it's going to be probably in the four sixes, but we'll see. Maybe he's a little quicker. I'm rooting for him, man. I love that guy. I I, I love the fact that he uh, got better uh, once he got here. He still has the drops. That's a, going to plague him it's something we've talked about a lot but he was a plus plus player for us and I really admire anybody that can overcome something so like he had some injury luck that wasn't good and then he had those hands that were problematic at times and I thought and I'll just tell you when he had that game which early in the year where he dropped everything and I think it was like three or four drops in one game um I can't remember the game it was but it was annoying it was a night game remember that Tom and was that the Mississippi Southern Miss game? What game was that? I forget. But he dropped everything. It was ridiculous. And you're correct. You're correct. I was furious. Yes. Anyhow, but the the point would be, I was scared to death. You don't have a game like that when that is something that plagues you. So like, if if something that plagues you is as a point guard, you turn the basketball over too much, and then you have a 14 turnover game. You know, and then, like, what are you thinking as you go into the next game and how does it not affect the way you play, right? I thought Johnny was as good as done. I thought he was going to be a drop machine after that because he drops a lot of balls to begin with, and then he had that night. And he came back strong and ended up having a stretch of really good football before he got hurt where he didn't drop anything, and he and he really was dependable made me proud of him, man. I just, I'd like to see people overcome that. That's hard, man. That's, we're talking about the number one thing within an athlete, right? Is confidence or lack thereof. And when you lose your confidence, which he did that night, it is hard to find your way back to even footing. Well, and that's probably a longer highlight reel than even the big catches he's made is you could put before and after within the course of one game. Mm. Florida's a good example from two seasons ago. You could show, and if it was Southern Miss, I see a couple of people in the chat, Hogwatcher being one of them saying Southern Miss. You know, he had to make a fourth down catch the very next game on the first drive against Boston College, tight along the sideline, be able to turn his body, get it's his a foot great down. play. Yeah, it's a great. I mean, that's his first opportunity after having to think about it all week. That's a big moment. These these little moments it shows the mental toughness that you're speaking of, and then also the attention to detail. Like I just. 
I think it might be a bit of a stretch to say that because you could you can block like a man on the perimeter that you can bend to get down there and be on the end of a line as a tight end and be proficient at blocking. Maybe he can, but I mean that's that seems like a stretch. I wouldn't draft somebody in the second round no, hoping that no, that's no, no. the case. And I don't think that the person who projected him to go second round was saying this team would draft him. The 49ers are not drafting a tight end. They've got one of the best ones in football. You don't have to do that. And they had him going as a receiver for sure. He was just noting in the write-up that there were some people who've debated whether or not could he just put on the weight and be a tight end, and you know would it hurt him as a receiver, or would he be thought of as a, as, as a potential star at tight end, or is he solely going to be a receiver? How will NFL teams look at him? I think you're right. Most teams are going to look at him as a wide receiver. And he want, you're correct, by the way. He has said it before. He wants to play wide receiver. There's no doubt. And as long as he doesn't get too much bigger or he doesn't get, more importantly, any, like, let's say, slower. I don't mean that as a knock. I mean, you know, he's not a burner, but he's not slow. But if he's suddenly running 5 or 4, 9, 4, 10, you know, I mean, at that point, you're going to have to start thinking about making a move to a different position. I would have loved to have seen him in the playoff, the Invitational. That's so. just another guy. He could have gone six for 150. He could have gone two for 57 with three drops. But, you, I mean, he would have made an impact on the game one way or the other. It's funny that my two teams have uh, guys that can take over and dominate games and also drop very critical third down passes right in their hands. Good work out of you, Tom. Good work, Director. Be well, everybody. Have a great night. Don't forget about the smash this evening. War Chant TV, we got that for you as well. We'll be back tomorrow with some of the headlines. Peace. Thank you.